When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. All right, our intern Caroline is in studio, in studio this morning, and the unthinkable happened with her neighbor. The unthinkable, and they won't make it up to her. Let's let's give a trigger warning here because we're going to be talking about um, pet loss, and I think that's important to note here. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a resentment that's just building, and I need some legal advice on what to do with it. Okay, lawyers. So, All right, one eight five five Bird Show. Please. Um, emotional distress, like full on. So I went to go get my mail one day, and um, I have this beautiful. I'm a purebred snob, so I have a beautiful Yorkie, black and white, four and a half pounds, named Kelso. And um, we had gone out for a walk to go get mail. And I see my neighbor coming up um, because I live towards the end of a cul-de-sac. So he's coming up. So I grab Kelso up, pick him up. I see the car pass by. Okay. Um, Set the dog down. All is well. So then I hear my neighbor two houses down get in his truck. And he immediately pulled out of his driveway speeding. And I we live on like an incline. So it's it was hard to go fast up the hill. So he starts going up the hill and I'm in the road telling him to stop. Like, hands up, stop. There's my dog. Your dog's out in the road at this yes. point? Yes. Okay. He is full on running because he he loved trucks. I don't know. He just <laughs> wanted to run that day. I don't know. Um, so he did and he did not stop and it literally ran right oh, over no. my dog right in front of my face. Oh, no. And oh, no, no. I'm so That's sorry. I was... Like nine months postpartum. So my hormones were already raging and said a few cuss words and ran inside, got my husband. Oh, God. It had to have been traumatizing. It was awful. Oh, yeah. It sounds awful. He was four and a half pounds. Yeah. Oh, Oh. my God. I mean, I brought him with me here today, so. Oh! (laughs) A little... His ashes are here? Yeah, his ashes Until are here. Until we meet again oh. at the Rainbow Bridge. Mm. I, no, do it with her holding it. <laughs> I, was, I, I was, was so distraught. I The whole week was just like blurred sure. to me. And two How weeks, long ago was this? Um, a couple months ago. Okay. Oh, and uh, me and my husband were actually about to get married too. So oh, it was geez. like, it was just awful all the way around. And the so I ended up financing the dog for $5,500. <gasps> And um, I just paid him off in November, and I missed this dog. It was my firstborn. Mm. Like, that was my firstborn baby. Like, 
I went through so much with him. And and so how did the, the driver of the truck react? Oh, he just offered a shovel and said sorry and drove <gasps> off. Shut up. I'm uh-huh. not even lying. Seriously? I'm not even lying. That was it? That was it. Never came back, uh, knocked on the door, said so sorry. The, wife, I- the wife never came to the door, nothing. <gasps> wow. And I can't believe that. Funny story. So the man who ran over the dog is was one of my friends growing up. It's her in-law's. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't find that funny, just for the record. No. Yeah. That was going to be funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the legal advice that you're asking for? Can I sue for emotional destroy? I, I think you have another route. I'm not a lawyer, but technically pets mm. are personal property. Pets are your property. So he damaged your property, and I think mm. you have a route that way at least to recoup some funds. Even, I, even I, if I, the pet was in the road. Yeah, so, no, yeah that, that's what I'm see, thinking. See, that's what I looked up. Georgia laws, they have to be on a leash. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to win that God. case, I don't mm. think. I don't think yet. Did, uh, did he stop? Could no, it be a hit and run? He stopped, but then offered the shovel and then just mm. drove off and oh, left God. my dog right Why? there. I mean, you should be able to sue for the callousness of just like saying, yeah. here's a shovel. It almost is like the dude had like some kind of vendetta against you. Like, some, here's a shovel? Who does that? Well, yeah. what's it been like interacting with him since? Oh, I just give him the finger every time he goes by. The <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> now he's going to sue you for just... Uh, <laughs> I just call, just I just call him a dog killer and Damn. I have no interaction with him. I have... I just have no use for him. So yeah, I don't. Know, I, I don't think you can sue for because, like you know, fifty-five. Yeah, that's in the fact that you financed, et cetera. Yeah. But I think because the dog was off leash in the road, right. I don't know if you have any recourse. Right. I, I, I'm guessing you don't. But if they're, but if he's driving recklessly, and you can mm. prove that he was speeding, and there's a ton of kids that live in our neighborhood too. So I mean, it is always busy with kids running up and down the road, dogs running up and down the road, and it's not uncommon for this road. It's a very, very common road in Hall County. What kind so. of human like? doesn't apologize, get out. I would be just as distraught. Oh, I would I'd be get out of the truck crying. Yeah. Like, I am he, so he sorry. He didn't even shed a tear. No tear. No, no tear. And did he drive off or did yeah, he at least stop? He stopped, offered a shovel, said sorry, and then got back in his truck and went. Oh, damn. Like, nothing happened. Damn. Nothing happened. This is such a failure of the American legal system. Of all the things you can sue for in this country, <laughs> and we can't recoup your dead dog's funds. I'm mad. Well, I think because of the leash thing. That's that's my concern. It's the leash thing. Yeah. It's, I'm I, so sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank oh, you for God, bringing Kelsey in. He's here. There he is. Kelsey's yeah. yeah. here. He's so, so tiny. Damn. Four and a half pounds. Sometimes people suck, man. Best Yorkie ever life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, that's that one's definitely the a hole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no debate. No question. The Burt Show. How did we get into this the other day when I asked the question that when most women say that they wish they would have had a more of a salute period when they were younger or do you think that most women would say that they wish they slept with less people? Because it was a conversation I was having getting a pedicure with a friend and we were talking about it during uh, a spot break and you decided to bring it up on the air. That's right. (laughs) And you realize that your friend was like pure as the driven snow and you are quite a sloot. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about how we we wish we would have hoed it up more when we were single and had the opportunity to do so. And... um, I just had a really random thought. You remember, you remember Game of Thrones when they thought he was saying hold it up? Oh, Hodor? Yeah, Hodor. Hodor. He was actually saying hold it up more. No. <laughs> hold it up more. Hold it up more. <laughs> um, no, Hodor was not saying that. Uh, so 
we were, of course, when we were talking about that, like, yeah, I wish I would have experienced, you know, and just played, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, our numbers came out, and hmm. she told me hers. And she went first, and then she told me her number, and I was like. Did you lie and bring your right, number down? Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was honest with my number. <laughs> but it was multiples of hers. Uh, <laughs> and you still wanted more. And I was, yeah. <laughs> so, did, did the technician that was working on you put on another mask after yeah. that? <laughs> she immediately, she slowly pushed her chair away from my feet. Um, so I asked you the question, like if yeah. you lined up a hundred women, what would the percentage of women say that they wish that they would have slept with more people before they ended up meeting their husband? And I think you said like, they'd say 75%. That, that was mine. Yeah. Yeah, 75%. So I put it on Twitter and I put it on Instagram and both were pretty similar. Um, about 48.3% said more and 51.7% said less. So it was mm, split wow. right down the middle. Really close. Yeah. But that's, just, that's still a high number of 50% of women to be like, yeah, I wish I would have hoed it up more. <laughs> <laughs> it is a high number. All right. So our email that you guys sent in is she's been dating this guy for two weeks. She just found out her bestie has had feelings for him for a while. So now she's thinking she should dump this guy or not. Kristen's got the email. I've been dating a new guy for about two weeks. He's a friend of a friend. Let's call him Tom. Back in the fall, he started hanging out with our friend group. I would see him like once a week when we would all hang out. I thought he was attractive, but also thought he had a girlfriend. He asked me out about two weeks ago. After realizing that I was wrong and he was single, I agreed to go out with him. We've now gone out three times. I think he really likes me, and I like him too. But it's still very early, and I'm just kind of getting to know him. However, so far, things seem promising. Well, two nights ago, my best friend and I had a bit of a fight. She'd been acting kind of cold and rude towards me the last few weeks, and I finally called her out on it. After a bit of denial on her end about it, about how she'd been acting, she finally confessed that she has had a huge crush on Tom ever since he started hanging out with us. Mm. She said she never told me because she could tell that he liked me. She tried to get past it, but she says she hasn't been able to and has developed really strong, strong feelings for him. She said knowing we've been dating has been painful, so she's trying to be happy for me, but just kind of sucks for her. My question is, do I break things off with Tom? I mean, she means way more to me than someone I've only gone out with three times. However, even if I did stop seeing him, there's no guarantee that they'll ever go out. Ooh. I'm always in that friend position. I'm always the girl that gets chosen over because I just have really incredible friends. I mean, they are hot and they are smart and they are talented. And so I know how much this sucks. No not more, not anymore. Yeah. New, not, new not, nose, new you. That's why I paid for it. Yep. <laughs> now they're going to be the ones getting rejected. But so I really feel for your friend here. But at the same time, it's so unfair to you because... It's not your fault. Like you did nothing, you know, if you really like this guy and it's going well, just because she has feelings for him doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to go out with him. So I think you just need to have a candid conversation and you need to be as, I don't want to say forceful, but you need to be as blunt as possible. Cause I know that women never say what they really, really feel or really means. So you have to sit down with her and say, be honest with me. Do you want me to break things off with Tom? If you don't really see that much of a future with him, if you want to see where things go, if you think it could be casual, that's fine. But really get her feelings on it and see if she speaks up and is honest with you. Interested to see her. if there's a gender difference here. Well, how would you handle it, Ma? I don't think she should stop seeing him at all. Really? I, I, I think um, 
it, you know, she had a crush on him. I understand it. She never said that. that she never led with that. And at the end of the day, it's really about what Tom wants. It's not so much about what they want because if Tom chose and Tom wants to be with the friend, and I just think that should be the end of it. And she has to kind of deal with that. Now, the way I would look at this, because again, and I think so, if he wanted to go out with her, he would ask her out. Exactly. So I don't, do I think Tom's interested in her and they're ever going to be together? I Probably unlikely. Now, if if you don't want things to be uncomfortable and you want to like do a solid for your friend and you're not that interested in Tom, then yeah, don't go out with it anymore. That's the key for me is like, how interested am I in this, this guy, right? You've only gone out three times. Is it going to work for you if you're not too attached to him? I think I just back out of it and go, okay, go for it. Yeah, because it's not worth jeopardizing the friendship or making your friend feel uncomfortable. Well, I think that's the hard part is it's the early stages. So yeah. like she does like him, but she doesn't know where things are going to go. So right. it's not fair. The Bird Show. So you're on the struggle bus. As far as your business goes, it is a black-owned business. You're on the struggle bus. Let's try to get you some help in February as it is Black History Month. We just need you to head to thebirtshow.com if you are a black-owned business. You're going to see an easy form you fill out. And then next week, all week long, we are going to highlight black-owned businesses for Black History Month. All you got to do is go to thebirtshow.com. All right, Josh, so in honor of Black History Month, we are celebrating some of the things that black people invented that changed our lives for the better. There's a lot of inventions and everyday things that we use that a lot of people don't realize that it was actually a black person behind the invention. So we start with Richard Spikes, who uh, was, he actually was the first person to invent the automatic gear shift in 1932. Really? Yes, sir. Long time ago. Uh, George Speck, who actually invented the potato chip. That is not one that I knew. What? That's an important one right there. Yeah, if you can only if you can't get enough potato chips, this man did it by accident when he was a chef in the mid 1850s and it became one of the more popular food items ever since then. So he really? actually invented the potato chip by accident. So he's the reason I can't fit into my jeans anymore. Yes sir. That's, that's, that's who you got to thank for that. Uh Dr. Shirley Jackson, who is a big one, was one of first two African American women to earn a doctorate in the United States, and she's had a, quite a few groundbreaking research telecommunication type uh inventions. One of them being the touch tone telephone, the fiber optic cables, the caller ID, and call waiting. So thank you, Dr. Shirley, for giving us the ability to uh, know who's calling so that we can duck them when we need to. Right. That was a big deal. May I contribute? Yes, please. I saw this one, and I think this is an incredible invention for all women. So Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner, she actually is um, has the most patents of any African-American woman. She invented the maxi pad. Ooh. So she, yeah, she came up with the sanitary belt, which later turned into a menstrual pad. But because of her, it like it revolutionized how women were able to handle their periods. So God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Otis Boykin, who uh, he was an electrical engineer in 1964 and had quite a few influential uh, inventions. One being the most influential one is the the pacemaker, which oh, wow. uh, obviously helps you regulate your heartbeat. So that that's quite a big one. Save lives. Absolutely. Joseph A. Smith was the person who invented the lawn sprinkler in 1897. So oh. you got him to thank for your garden looking as well as it does. <laughs> One of my favorites is a guy named Nathan Nearis Green, who uh, he was known as the guy who developed the art of whiskey distillation. And we all know the name Jack Daniels. Uh -huh. And 
He is the guy who allegedly taught Jack Daniels everything that he knew, and Jack Daniels allegedly stole his recipe. And everybody knows Jack Daniels, but not everybody knows Uncle Nearest. Mm -hmm. So because of this, a lot of black people to this day will only buy Uncle Nearest instead of Jack Daniels. But basically, he made alcohol easier to consume, took away a lot of that bitterness and made it more of a smooth taste. He was the first person to do it in 1820. Somebody just gave me a bottle of that and told me that story. Now, I don't know if... Uh, Uncle Nearest? uh Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if he stole the recipe or back then he wasn't being taken seriously because he was a black man. Right. And this was his friend is like, you know what, we can make money together, but nobody's going to take you seriously because you're black. So I'll do it, but never quite gave the credit to the dude you're talking about. That's exactly the point. So that's why they say he allegedly stole it because he didn't give him the credit once Jack Daniels became, well, close to what it is today. Mary Van Britten Brown. This was another one I did not know. In 1966, she actually developed the first known home security system where you can actually protect your home and you can do it remotely. Even at that time, you can unlock your doors and all of the things that you do today to keep your home safe. She was the first person to do that. Alan M. Todge, another one I did not know, invented the very first search engine. He created Archie in 1989, which was the first time you can go online and actually search for things. Wow. Alexander Miles, that's a popular one. Now, this guy was the first person to make elevators safe to ride. Back at a time when you had to manually control the doors for the elevators, he came up with the invention to where elevators would open and close automatically because at that time, there were a lot of people that were actually dying because of elevators because they were so unsafe to ride. So he came up with the idea that you could ride an elevator without actually having to manually control it. Some still haven't perfected that. I have been, I've got my share of contusions on the shoulder when those doors close too fast. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever had an epic water gun battle, you have lines. Johnson to thank for that. He was the guy who actually came up with the toy giant that has now become Super Soaker in 1989. It was his idea to come up with that. And Sarah Good was the first African-American woman to receive a patent by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. And she is credited with the Murphy bed and uh, the civil after the Civil War, she wanted her husband to have a place where he can actually lay his head. And she came up with the Murphy bed and then he took that and turned it into an entire furniture store. So not only did she invent something just for her husband, she actually made up a whole family, like a whole company family. And Chris, Charles Drew, he was uh, responsible for the very first blood bank. He's called the father of the blood bank. And that was after the World War II. And he was born in 1904. Had no idea on any of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Do you say happy Black History Month? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, happy Black History Month. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> the Birch Show. All right, Abby, so you got some questions about family here. Either show up or no. Well, yeah, I mean, if you know anything about my family, which you don't, which is why I'm going to tell you now, is that me and my brother have a very estranged relationship. He does his thing. I do my thing. But I know that if I'm getting a text or a call from, from him, I know that there is one thing he's going to ask me. So a little bit of a backstory. Me and my brother weren't very, like, close growing up. We never really bonded as siblings do, but every now and then we'll have a a fun little kiki moment. Like we, we have things that we'll bond over. Like we both love old fashioned. So over the weekend I texted him and I was like, Hey, I'm looking at this old fashioned on Yelp.com. Do you think this looks good? I know we only like it a certain way. And he was like, don't get the old fashioned. I was like, okay. So a couple weekends ago, he gives me a call and I'm like, Oh, I know this could only be for one thing. Cause he only reaches out to me 
when he needs one piece of advice. And it always has to be something girl related, which I find very interesting because Mm -hmm. it's like he becomes a completely different person. Like we go from not talking for months. Like I see him at all the major holidays and then all of a sudden I get a call from him and it's like he wants to divulge the most vulnerable part Mm. of his life. So I get a call from him a couple weekends ago. He's like, Abby, I'm seeing this new girl. I really like her. She's really great. Blah, 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 blah. What should I do? And I'm sitting there and I'm just overthinking it to the nth degree because I'm like, this might be the one time I hear from him in the next six months. <laughs> Don't screw it up. If this doesn't work out, he's going to blame it on me. So I'm sitting there texting him and I'm like, oh, you should you should say this to her. Oh, I've just stalked her Instagram profile. I see that she's really into turtles. Maybe like do a little turtle emoji so she thinks it's like fate or something. And don't forget to text her right at like 444 because if she's into like, uh, like woo-woo astrology, she'll think it's a sign. Numerology, <laughs> she'll think it's a sign. So I'm giving him all this advice and I'm just sitting there praying to God. I'm like, I hope this relationship never ends so that I can continue to talk to my brother forever. And then I always know when the relationship ends because then I stop hearing from him. Uh-huh. So last week I was like, I'm sitting there, it's like 2 p.m. I'm waiting for my little text from my brother to be like, what's he going to ask me about this girl now? And it's just dead silent. So I'm like, let me send him a text. So I send him the question about the old fashioned and I don't hear anything from him. I call my mom and I'm like, oh God, <laughs> they broke up. They're not <laughs> dating anymore. But it is the one time I will hear from him is oh. just if it's, if it's if it's for a girl, and I wish he would call me for other things, but I don't know how to get him to do that. Yeah, I'm always a little nervous about asking you about your relationship with your brother because I always kind of feel like you're on brink of tears. No, I'm fine. Okay, so can I, <laughs> I can, so I can ask? <laughs> 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 oh my god! Please say that. Oh, that was so brilliant. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> So I can ask you or I should yes, not? Yes, you can ask me. Okay. So are there things that you will reach out to him for to try to keep some kind of connection or, and how does it make you feel when in, in this one area he hits you up, but in no other areas? Well, it's, it's kind of an honor because to me, for him to open up about women or girls, to me, that's a very vulnerable thing. Like I never go to him for guy advice, mainly because he wouldn't have any, but <laughs> to me, that's like a very, um, it's like a very like sensitive thing to talk about. You know what I mean? It's not like he's texting me about Taylor Swift or artists or anything. It's like a personal part of his life. Mm-hmm. So when he texts me with those things, I feel really, really honored. I think for me, I don't, I have kind of realized that if I text him, I'm usually not going to get a text back. Or if I am, it's going to be like hours later. So I just kind of accept what he's willing to give. Good for you. And that's kind of how we've sustained our relationship. And that's just kind of what I realized. It, 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 it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've... Uh, I'm used to accepting the bare minimum for men, so this is really nothing. Uh, is this a mostly brother sister relationship, like pretty typical, or do you think yours is different? I think it's. Oh, it depends. Like uh, most of my friends, weirdly enough, I don't know if this is like a trend, but all my friends have sisters. So I don't know if I'm like a. I'm drawn to people who are really good at female relationships because I grew up mainly around like men. I grew grew up around like a lot of boy cousins, and I grew up around my brothers. So I'm m- more used to communicating with men just like very like short sentences and grunts and you know not used to like a lot of like emotional talk from what I know about other people's relationships with their brothers they it's not as estranged if you will Mm -hmm. in an ideal world would you guys talk every week maybe maybe 
not every week because I don't even really talk to, I talk to my mom every day, but she's like the only person I consistently keep contact with. For my brother, I would like to hear from him like, you know, maybe a text once a week. We don't need to hop on the phone, mm -hmm. but if he sends me like a little meme where it's like, ha ha, laugh funny, like we could, I would be nice to, mm -hmm. to Kiki with him a little bit more and just know that he cares about me. You and your brother have <laughs> never had this kind of relationship, right? You guys have always been close. Yeah, I mean, and Yes, I say we're close. We don't talk every day. We don't even talk every week. Sometimes we don't talk every other week. And I mean, that's just life when you're, when you have a career, when you have multiple kids, like stuff like that happens. But we do go out of the way. Like when I go, I go home to Kentucky multiple times a year and spend time with him, spend time with my niece and nephews. Uh, we have a family vacation. We try to do a family vacation once a year. So we have a family vacation lined up in, in May. So we're all going to get to see each other. Um, we are we are tight. It it is different than what um, Abby and her brother have. I feel like, and I don't want to speak on your brother's uh, the relationship you have with your brother. I just feel like my brother and I, um, it's a little easier. It, yeah, it comes. It's it it comes a little. It, it's it's less complicated. Yes, it's less complicated and it's a little easier. Yes, it's it's. I would describe it as complicated because there's love there. Like I know he cares about me mm -hmm. and I cared like deeply about him. But I don't know if it's just like the way that we're raised or like maybe we both have issues with just relationships. Period. And so when those two awkwardness kind of come together, it's just sort of weird. But um, I. Every time I get that call from him and every time there's a girl in his life, I do kind of see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, this is how normal people behave in their <laughs> relationships with their siblings. Like, it feels so great. And, and so, um, yeah, I'm hoping he finds another girl soon. <laughs> well, with your own, did your parents make sure that it had to be a priority for you to stay connected to your sisters? Yes. And I would say, like, um, and more so the earlier times of our relationship because I'm it's a little different for me because I'm so much older than my sisters I'm like 10 years older and 13 years older so I think in the beginning when I when we were like younger that was important to my mom that I was that kind of older brother that was there that was around that was communicating but throughout the years we've always remained close to the point where when we see each other it never changes but the communication always changes sometimes mm -hmm. there's phases in life where we'll speak like uh, once a week sometimes it'll only be a couple times a month depending on what everybody's individually going through but the communication has always kind of been inconsistent but the love and the connection is always the same same alright so some weekend drama here her um, ex is on Tinder she knows this and she's wondering should I meddle here a little bit and tell his new girlfriend or not okay Cassie's got the email my ex and I broke up last fall since then he's been in a relationship with a former friend of mine mm. I can't be certain but I'm pretty sure they were probably hooking up before we broke up needless to say we're no longer friends another friend of mine sent me a screen capture she saw my ex on Tinder, and the picture is recent. He used to always have longer hair, and he cut it short a couple of months ago, and he has short hair in the Tinder picture, which means he posted it after we broke up and after he was already in a relationship with my former friend. So I know he's no longer my problem. However, he was a real a-hole to me when we broke up, and the fact that she was dating him or started dating him right after we broke up means she is a backstabbing friend. So I feel like him looking to cheat on her by searching for girls on Tinder is karma coming back to get her. And me sending her a screen captured proof would be karma coming back to get him. I know I'm creating drama by getting involved, but I really, really want to do it. Would you all do it? 
Abby, you're the meddler in these relationships. You've said that before when it comes to your friends. I'm a little bit of a meddler, but here's the thing. She's an ex-friend, and to me, once you cut me out of your life or you do something to where I've got to cut you out of my life, I want nothing to do with you. I'm not one of those people that... If we're on bad terms, I'm going to like continue to look at your Instagram stories or continue to talk to our other friends about you. Like once we're done, we're done. So if I'm in this situation, like honestly, I do not want to invite more chaos into my life because then she's going to start drama with other people that you know about what Abby did. She sent the screenshot and she's trying to break up me and my relationship saying that like it's just going to invite so much unnecessary drama. I think you got to let it go. I think you doing that just makes you look bad. I don't think it makes him look bad. I don't think it makes her feel bad. I think it just makes you look like a jealous ex-girlfriend. So you just need to sit back and sit in what you know and feel feel good knowing that these two deserve each other and he's going to screw her over and that that's going to happen at some point in time. But you don't need to force it. There's been so many times that I've wanted to say something, like I wanted to scream my truth from the rooftop and then I remembered... It'll it'll show. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might not up. happen on my time, mm-hmm. but it'll happen. I agree with that. Um, I think that life throws chaos in front of you naturally when you don't ever expect it. So creating chaos to me is so exhausting. And this is just creating chaos. 100%. Is it creating chaos or is it the universe's little gift to you to help you get some <laughs> justice? Maybe I'm a petty patty, but I say... Send it and say, hope our friendship was worth it. I don't like that karma on me, man. Why is that karma on you? I'm with Kristen. Um, You're just filling in your your friend that she's being stepped down on. It's not my business anymore. Mm. It's it's not my business at all anymore. And I just feel like, like Kristen said, you throw that negative karma out. I really do believe that the universe balances things out. And it, this is going to come back to haunt her at some, some point. Like, I feel like that this is the universe's way of letting you know you're better off without them. Not that you need to intervene and like sabotage. Like that's going to happen. Again, may not happen on your timeline, but it's going to happen. You guys are too adult. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if, if this is a gift from the universe, it's a gift wrapped turd. You do not want to unwrap that. You're you're not getting a gift out of this. You're only inviting more drama. Now that said, you're gonna do what you want anyway. <laughs> this is one of these emails where you, you were hoping to, that all of us would go, yeah, get her. You didn't hear that, but you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, get her. <laughs> you got one. 25% of the studio is on. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. The Burt Show. It is Black History Month. Here is a big old thank you from Mikhail Reed from Shave Butter Shout. Black on business, put you in the Celebrate your history.
Good morning, Burt Show family. This is Michael Reed once again from Shea Butter Shoddy Soul Care brand. Just wanted to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support, all the love, all the exposure. We truly, truly appreciate that. We have already tapped in with so many new shoddies. We have um, helped them to kick off their journey to healing, provided some custom Shea Butter blends, plus some packaged experiences for every single occasion. So if you are looking for a brand to help you kick off your journey to healing, look no further. Shea Butter Shoddy is the way to go. Um, so once again, if you didn't get a chance to check us out, that is Shea Butter, spelled B-U-T-T-A, and I'm going to spell Shoddy out for everyone. That's S-H-A-W-T-Y. Once again, this is my Kel Reed, founder of Shea Butter Shoddy Soul Care Brand. You all have a wonderful day. Thanks so much. Let's try to help out another Black-owned business. Good morning, Bird Show listeners. My name is Terrence Scott. I grew up in the Atlanta area. I'm currently a firefighter in Clarksville, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. I love serving our community. Before the pandemic hit, my wife and I started a food truck serving our community and the men and women of the Fort Campbell Army Post. Cooking has always been a passion of ours. We built a great reputation within the community. Due to the excessive increase of meat prices, we had to end up shutting down. We were able to continue to sell our signature fire pit sweet heat barbecue sauce. This item goes well on ribs, pork, chicken, brisket, and can even be used as a dipping sauce. Thanks, Burt Show, for featuring us. For order and information, visit our website at firepitbbqclarksville.com. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, so if you want to help out there, all the info is linked directly from theburtshow.com. All right, Abby, the Instagram debates on unfollowing, muting, blocking. What do you got? Yeah, my mom and I actually got into this debate last week where we were both talking about how we fall into one or two categories. When you're done seeing somebody's stuff on social media, do you unfollow them? Do you just totally remove them as a follower or do you mute them? So I was surprised to see one of my favorite podcasts, The Toast, talk about this exact same thing. On my flight home yesterday, I unfollowed almost 100 people. Poor Kay. I just like was getting a little out of control, like a little willy nilly with like my follows, you know? It just got me thinking because before I would unfollow someone, especially if they like followed me back, I would be like, oh, this is like going to start a problem. They're going to think I'm like mad at them or I don't like them. And that's just not the case, you know? Like not everyone's content is going to serve you at all different times of your life. Like I don't hate you. It's just like your content's not for me. And you wouldn't want to hit them with the mute? But then I'm like, okay, we're really going to like be like so phony and keep up here. Because you just don't want to follow someone. And we're going to tiptoe around people's feelings. Like maybe, I, I don't know, I just don't agree like with with babying everyone. And then somebody messaged me and she like agreed with me. She was like, no, Turdy, I totally feel this. Like I literally unfollowed you last year because like your content didn't serve me anymore. And then I became a toaster. So I refollowed you and like now I'm loving it. I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this can't apply to me. Wait a damn minute. But no, like she's right. That hurts though. It hurts when it's like, she threw that back in my face. Yeah. But she's not wrong. So my heart goes out to the hundred. The hundred fallen follows. We will be reunited. We salute you. Thank you for your service. Not everything is meant to last forever, you know? For, so for me, I'm in the mute category. You have to do something really heinous for me to unfollow you, or you have to be so inconsequential in my life that me unfollowing you is is literally nothing. Mm. My mom will unfollow just about anybody. Like, you look at her the wrong way in public, she's unfollowing you. <laughs> she's like, I don't need to see that chick anymore. If it's a friend, I'll probably mute. But if it's just some content provider, bye-bye. Yeah, I, I'm, I've gone through and I've like called like, it's normally one of those things that you do at the beginning of the year, like you're like a, um, 
like an early spring cleaning and you're just going through all of your social media accounts and trying to tighten things up. And But I am in the same boat as Abby. Like, you, you got to do something like pretty gnarly for me to like unfollow you because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to mute you. I've gone through phases with this. I, I definitely was once a blocker. I mean, we used to have segments on it, the block party. Back, <laughs> back. I used to block a lot. But uh, in recent times, I've become more of a muter. I don't know why, but I do think people get satisfaction out of being blocked. So as opposed mm-hmm. to that, yeah. I, I mute more now. Yeah. So that's how I am on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, now X. But when it comes to Instagram, because I am so like, I like I share a lot of my personal life and now my child I have no problem blocking you on Instagram. The minute you say something or do something that is bringing a damper on my party online, nah, bye-bye. I'm blocking you. So uh, I got, not shoot out, um, but a couple of listeners DM'd me when I was doing an Ask Me Anything the other day, and they asked me why I was still following my ex, and I had muted her, but... My thought process was, like, even though we're broken up, I didn't want to offend her by an unfollow. So I just <laughs> muted her because um, I didn't understand, like, the social etiquette by it. And they're like, well, she's not following you. And that's when I went, well, I'm not following her. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know it. I guess in a, in a case of a breakup, you unfollow. I mean, you, it, you can. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. I mean, that's why when it comes to celebrity news, I mean, like the minute Selena Gomez unfollowed Justin Bieber or vice versa, it's like, oh, my God. Right. What happened? And there are people that notice that immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quick. <laughs> All right. Told you guys yesterday I was going in for that acupuncture, right? Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of you guys hit me up on DM saying you're really, really nervous about going. You thought about going, but having all sorts of needles in your body and your face or whatever, it was enough to freak you out so you didn't do it. So it's not bad. Um, it's, it wasn't bad at all, actually. Mm-hmm. It was no problem. Um, so, yeah, I go in there yesterday, and I tell the doctor exactly what's going on. I tell her about some of the analytics that I'm seeing in my body, on my gadgets and my health apps and stuff that aren't making me real comfortable, that indicate that my body is under a lot of pressure and stress, even though mentally I've been telling you guys, I feel great. I mean, I really feel great. So when I'm looking at the data and it's telling me I'm not great, I just want to throw this thing out the window, right? <laughs> so I go yesterday and I talk to her about it. And she's like, all the things that you're concerned with, and there are three major um, uh, categories that I don't want to get into. It's too advanced and it's all biohacking and it's health and blah. But anyway, there are three things there that I'm not happy about. And she's like, Bert, uh, I think you're focusing on the wrong things here. If we can focus on you getting better sleep, then it will take care of the pressure points in your body that are showing stress right now. So I'm like, well, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're not getting good sleep and you're not healing and you're not recovering, that ha- affects everything in your body. I mean, when you think about it, there are only three things we really need, right? We need what we're putting in our body. You need oxygen to live. And the third one, food. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yep. Food, oxygen, sleep, you know, all three pretty important things. My husband harps on me all the time about sleep because he listens to all these Smarty Pants uh, <sighs> podcasts and... I think we've always known sleep is important, but I think more so now more research is being in, being done as to how important it is, not just to your body, but to your brain. And that we need to take, um, we need to be super diligent about getting adequate sleep. And that's why this culture of like exhaustion and so busy and 
You know, I, you know, like you wore like a badge of honor. Like I only got like four hours of sleep right. last night. Yeah, no, that's no longer a badge of honor. Now you just look like, now you just look stupid. Sleep when you did. Yeah. 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 No. Killing yourself, right? And you want to live longer? Sleep now. <laughs> For sure, right? And I pinpointed to her the exact day that I started getting really crappy sleep. And that was the day, honestly, I'm not making a joke, that my first son came home from the hospital was the last day that I had good sleep. He was a preemie. He came into the house. Uh, I remember lying down and I could hear my heartbeat through my chest in my ears, filled with so much fear that was something was going to happen to him if I fell asleep. I remember that day like it was yesterday. And that was the last day that I got good sleep. Now, he's 21. I don't really get too concerned about his sleep now, but I'm not sure if that had something to do with it. I don't know if the therapy unlocked some kind of trauma but either way the bottom line has been if i'm not taking a sleep aid i'm getting three hours of sleep if that and it's a light sleep so i've been taking this for 20 years now and even with that my sleep's not very good and i told you guys i've been focusing on mostly my recovery sleep you got a whole bunch of different stages when it comes to sleep and if you can't get into a deep sleep then your body's not recovering you might get six hours of sleep, but if you're only getting six minutes of deep sleep, that's very, very bad. So I go yesterday. I tell her all about my problems that I'm having. She says, are you, do you have any fear of needles whatsoever? And I said, no, not at all. Stick me as many times as you want. Put them wherever you want. I got no problem with Except it. Except for one place. That would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if the acupuncturist wanted to put one in your dingaling? Oh, oh, good. God. Oh, that's, oh, that's the one place you're. Yes. Oh, what were yeah. you thinking? I wasn't sure. Okay. Kaylee had that done. It just wasn't from an acupuncturist. Oh, very that's true. Right. Yeah, no, he very volunteered. Much. He wanted that. I had needles in my nipples one time. Huh? Why? It was something when I was a teenager. I had like these knots under my nipples. Had to go to the doctor. It is the most painful thing. My mom had to hold my hand down from hitting the doctor. Yeah, nipple knots. Yeah. <laughs> You do not want no. needles in your nipples. That's good advice. I think that's pretty safe right and there. And if you're going to, ladies, if you're going to an acupuncturist who's a man that says you need <laughs> needles in your nipples, I would just get out of there ASAP and find you a new acupuncturist. So she said, look, if you're really nervous about needles, I'm not going to put 100 in you. Uh, I won't even put 20 in you if you don't want. And I'm like, I got no problem. Put them all in me. Heal me, quick. I can deal with the pain if it's going to hurt. So I think there were between 20 and 30 needles maybe yesterday. Predominantly, they were in my stomach, but there were some in my feet, some right above my hands and my forearms also. And I barely even felt it go in. It's like a, a little itty bitty pinch for me was no big deal. Although she says she does have clients that even that right there is painful for them. For me, I didn't feel anything at all. So after they do that, and what they're looking for are the points that um, they believe, God, it's so complicated to try to explain. Mm. Google it. Um, <laughs> so she puts those in me. Um, I, I lay there for 25, 30 minutes. She comes back in, takes the needles out. I go home. She says, look, if you're feeling tired tonight, do not fight it. it, it just go right to sleep because you're probably going to feel tired tonight. I'm like, whatever. Sure enough, man, I couldn't keep my eyes open. About 8.45, I couldn't keep my eyes open. So um, I fall asleep around 9 o'clock last night. I open up my analytics this morning. I got more deep sleep last night, which is an hour, and I still have to build from that, than I ever have before. Wow. wow. Ever. ever. 20 minutes max for me. 
And the very first night was 52 minutes. And my heart rate was down to 58 beats per minute, which is really, really great for me. And that's just the first night. Wow. Did you feel it when you woke up? Definitely felt refreshed. 100%. Also changed my pillow yesterday, too, because two people in my life yesterday were asking me where I have pain points. And they're in my neck. And I have said that I can't find a pillow that works for me. Both of them in the same day suggested that I just wrap up a, um, a towel or a uh, a comforter and try to lay on that. And I did that last night, and it was fantastic. I don't need a pillow. All you need is a towel. So between that and the acupuncture yesterday, I don't know if this is a one offer. I don't know if this is in my head or not, but I feel fantastic, and I slept uh, over seven, seven and a half hours last night. So are you going to go, is it like a weekly treatment that you have to get, or are you just going to play it by ear, see what happens tonight? So she was telling me that, in the U.S., for whatever reason, we are programmed to go like once a week. But in China, they do this like every day or every other day. So uh, I made an appointment for Saturday, and I'm already booked for next Wednesday also. So I'm going to do it twice a week. All right. Well, Kristen and I are available if you want us to make you a pin cushion. We have <laughs> okay. great aim. Um, I can Google this, and I can do this to you, too. I can, I can have this done today. I mean, he was able to do my C-section. So, oh, of course, yeah, that's right. that's <laughs> The Bird Show. We're about to start texting with and for Avery because her coworker took blame for something that Avery did and she got fired for it. Now she wants our help to admit it to the boss. So she feels guilty. Maybe. Hey, Avery. Hi, how's it going? It's going okay. All right, so tell us about this whole situation. Did you force your coworker into taking the blame? Did she volunteer to do it? What exactly happened, and why is your conscience killing you now? Yeah, no, I definitely didn't force her. She's my really good friend and coworker. Um, so basically what happened was <laughs> I I screwed up recently. I, I ended up telling a client that, there was a meeting um, taking place on the wrong date. Um, this this happened last week, um, and I, I screwed up and I said that it was Monday, um, this this past Monday, but it's actually next Monday. So they showed up, and you know, of course, they weren't prepared, and everybody <laughs> was like looking at each other, like who made this mistake? Um, it ended up costing our company quite a bit of money. And my coworker jumped in and took the blame for me and she got fired. So I'm assuming yeah. when she did that, she didn't realize that that was going to be the fallout. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. She must have known that she was going to get in a lot of trouble. Um, she told me afterwards that she didn't even, not that she doesn't care about it. I mean, she doesn't, she didn't want to be fired, but she, you know, she was like, you need this job more than I do. And, mm. She just is a really selfless person um, and was really supportive, like, through the whole thing. And even now is like, don't even worry about it. Just go with it, you know. Um, but I feel really guilty. And she's a good friend of mine. And I feel like I need to come clean. Um, and I'm hoping that we can both save our jobs. So that's the goal. All right. Let's go ahead and flesh this out for a second, okay? So let's say we help you text the boss, right? And we confess here that it was really you and not your friend's fault uh, on things that happened that day. And he just decides like, okay, then I'm just going to fire you. Um, And she's already gone. You going to be all right with that? Because she might not get her job back. And now both of you guys are going to be without a job. I mean, 
that definitely crossed my mind, but I feel like I need to do this for her reputation. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. So you're not doing this to save, really save her job or to like fall on that sword to get her back. You, you just want to set the record straight that, listen, this was my screw up, not hers. And it shouldn't affect her. Yes. I mean, obviously I do want to get her job back, but the bigger reason is just so that she can know that the truth is out and that they can know the truth is out and that I can feel not so guilty. Or as a manager, like if, if you were in this position, an employee came to you and said, hey, FYI, the person you fired, it wasn't their fault. It was mine. Would you hire that person back? Or, I mean, they lied, but they lied for the greater good. Oh, that's a really super good question. Um, would I hire them back? I don't know at that point. I don't know. I I would need more info on it. Like if you fired Cassie thinking that she had done something, screwed up royally. Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know you own the company, right? You can do whatever you want. And she she totally, wholeheartedly took the blame. And then I come to you and I'm like, no, it wasn't Cassie. It was me. Right. Do you hire Cassie back or do you just fire me and say bye to both bitches? No, I hire Cassie back and keep you both. I'm stuck with you. (laughs) (laughs) I do think there's something to that, though, because, I mean, people get fired and they get fired for mistakes, especially ones that cost a lot of money. But if the employee is very, very valuable, you sort of are like, okay, you know, there'll be disciplinary action, but you're not fired Mm -hmm. unless it's the most egregious offense. So I'm not trying to shade your friend at all, but I'm saying if Mm -hmm. the company wanted to, they probably could have kept her around Mm -hmm. and just done like unpaid suspension Mm -hmm. or something like that. And would they hire her back is a very big if because the chemistry is also going to be off at that point because she probably feels stabbed in the back by the company. I'm wondering if when we do end up texting the boss here, if we should not make this about your friend at all. This is just you coming clean about what really happened, and then he makes the decision by himself. You don't make a suggestion one way or the other. You're just clearing your conscience, and you want to be honest. Does your friend and former colleague know you're doing this? Yes. Okay. Has she got another job yet? No. Okay. She supports you going through with doing it, or she's kind of tried to stop you? No, she's okay with it. I mean, I don't think she has any hope that she's getting her job back, but I... I have more hope and I, I'm going to really, you know, I want to try to fight for that for her. Well, I know you want to fight for it, but I agree with Bert. I think at this point you're just going into this, trying to like clear her name and take ownership and accountability. I don't think you should, you need to be like, yo, by the way, you need to hire her back. Right. Bosses tend to not like to be told what to do. (laughs) And as as Cassie said, you don't know like exactly what his thinking is. Maybe you and she interpret her as more important to the company than the boss did. Because like Cassie said, if she was really, really great, they probably just would have said, don't you do that again. (laughs) But you got to keep making money for us. So um, when we come back here, Avery, give us a couple of seconds and we'll try to craft a text to you, your boss, and then you can direct us any way you want. Okay. Okay, cool. Thanks guys. All right. We will continue texting tutor coming up next on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. 
right, so we're about to start texting for Avery. Avery ended up in a very weird situation with her best friend and coworker. Yeah, so there was a screw-up at the office. It was Avery's fault. Um, a client was scheduled to come in, but they got scheduled on the wrong day. They came in a week early, and the company was not prepared for whatever pitch or whatever meeting this was with the client. Company lost out on a lot of money, and before Avery could take the blame... Avery's coworker, friend, colleague jumped in and said it was her fault and they subsequently fired her. And she's been without a job for a week now. This has obviously been weighing on Avery's mind and heart and she wants to come clean to the boss, um, take ownership and accountability for her mistake in the hopes that they will hire her friend and former coworker back. Okay, so our suggestion to you, Avery, and we can do this any way you want. Our suggestion was, hey, let's go ahead. If we're going to text the boss and not do this face to face, if we're going to text the boss, let's just take responsibility for what happened and don't make any kind of suggestion on what he should do with your friend, hire her back, keep her fired, nothing. You're just doing this strictly because it's the right thing to do. Are you cool with that? Yes. Okay. All right. Where are we going to go? Oh, well, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> this should be a face-to-face conversation. I, Why just, covered I, I just covered that. <laughs> I, I was almost wondering if we should go a step farther and make it a little bit more formal and do an email tutor. Most people don't text their bosses, do they? I know we do because we have a more casual mm-hmm. work environment, but are most people, like, hitting them up? That's a good point. I go with a text. Do you are. normally text your boss? Yeah, we are on a group text, and I also, you know, text him individually okay unpopular opinion <laughs> oh, God. it should be go. a phone call so it's not in writing yeah. phone oh. call tutor this is a phone tutor <laughs> we can't do this three-way call tutor <laughs> no no let's all do a zoom meeting you do a zoom with your boss and then we will all join <laughs> and be like hi this is the burt show on behalf of avery um, she would like to tell you something, and we'll just be there in the background for moral support. <laughs> so I'll funny. even change my picture to that little potato. <laughs> you know, the little Zoom potato. Can I be the hang in there, baby kitty? Yes, exactly. All right, we have established this is not the best way to do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we will do it anyway. Um, so when you and your boss are texting each other, how do you normally text with them? Hey, um, what did you call it again? Sugar bear. No. <laughs> Sweet pie. Slutie patootie. Hey, Slutie patootie. Incantation, Slutie patootie, I think is more formal. In case you missed it, Bert was walking out of the studio. Cassie and I were left in here, and as the door's closing, he's like, see you later, Slutie patooties. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cute way to call somebody a slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Avery, we're back to you. Okay, uh, how would you normally just say hi to him in the morning? I think you can handle this one. Good morning, Steve. (laughs) His name is Rob. Yeah, I just, I guess I would just say, good morning, Rob. Then what do I say? Okay. Um, Do we say this this has been weighing on me or do we say, I should have said something sooner, I know, but I need to come clean about something? Because I think you need to acknowledge the fact that you've been sitting on this for a week. Can't you say both? That this has been weighing on me and I know I should have said something sooner, but... This has been weighing on me, and I know I should have said something sooner, but I need to come clean about something. Okay. That's a good tease. Mm-hmm. Gonna... And then watch him reply back, I've always felt the same way about you, too. <laughs> <laughs> what? So glad one of us finally said something. <laughs> the 
sexual tension was unbearable. <laughs> been wanting, the, I've been wanting to jump your boat for years. <laughs> on the bright side, <laughs> he might let her keep her job. Yeah. That's how he really feels. And then when he, he's obviously going to be intrigued and he's going to say, what's that? You say, I stole $750,000 from the company. You don't put that in writing. And then when he says, oh, my God, that's outrageous. You're fired. You go, nah, just that's kidding. not it at all. I just screwed up that meeting. Right. <laughs> he's going to go, oh, everything's great. I'll hire your friend back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go out to lunch today. Hooters. Hooters. Yeah. We're going to Hooters. Well, Hooters. Everybody gets a promotion. No, Avery, don't okay. do that. He wrote back. He wrote back. He says, "Good morning. What's the? What is the issue?" Oh, yeah, oh, he's very, you a text uh, back quick. He's very, very, yeah, straight to the point. Very Rob thing to say. Put <laughs> <laughs> a little joke in there. I robbed the company of an employee. Um, the issue is, and then. I have these feelings for you that I've been holding in for so long. <laughs> the issue is, and then put your friend's name. The issue is blank didn't screw up the meeting with blank client. I did. Okay. And then after that put, I need to clear her name and take accountability for my actions. Again, I am, I'm sorry. I didn't say something sooner. We can get together for a date if it makes it, makes you feel better, Rob. <laughs> And now is a good time to send him a nude. No. A nude. Send him a nude. Just like a singular. T- <laughs> okay. Her job is on the line here. I would never survive in corporate America. <laughs> never. How about just one like no. area of skin? Just one putting area alone. Toge- putting, toge- <laughs> putting together an entire body with each text. That's <laughs> oh, my game. Is it a pepperoni or a gorilla? Avery. Hot, hot dogs or legs? <laughs> Avery, I know a lot is on the line for you, but apparently not for us. <laughs> I was going to say, guys, like, he's waiting for my text back. Okay. I know I love the jokes, but I'm getting a little nervous. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, Avery. You're all good. Okay, please read back what you have. Um, it says, the issue is Sarah didn't screw up the meeting with Taylor. I did. I need to clear her name and take accountability for my actions. I'm sorry I didn't say something sooner. And I think you also can put, and I'm also going to HR for your inappropriate <laughs> actions towards me. That'll freak oh them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! We both She's know what you. We right both know what uh-huh. you did. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Trying to make you feel better about losing your job with levity. <laughs> Thank you. I, pre- I It's nice to be able to laugh. <laughs> Is it? Oh oh dots. I Uh-oh. got dots. Okay. Dots. Dots, dots, dots. No, we need the Darth Vader. Dots, 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 dots. Grow up! I'm so nervous. I just have no idea how he's going to take this. Ugh. Badly is a good prediction. He's <laughs> <laughs> going with badly, Mo. What, a, what, what emotion or adjective are you going to throw out there? Horribly came to mind. Horribly? Yeah. Cassie? Oh, I'd be pissed. Pissed, Bert? I think it's going to be a plot twist. I think uh, he puts their names on the company, gives them a promotion. Um Everybody makes more money. An episode of Suits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think right, he's going to be so impressed with your yeah. honesty and for mm. coming clean yep. that he's going to give you a raise. Yep. Not only that, is lost today. It is. Yes. 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 He resigns and then recommends you for his position. <sighs> he's so impressed with you. Oh my gosh, the dots stopped. <sighs> okay. He said, "This is a disappointment. What are you hoping to accomplish with this confession?" <laughs> I would be. I would be honest and say, I just want to clear cover. <laughs> Co-worker's name mm-hmm. and reputation. How about, yeah, I want to clear. What was her name again, Sarah? Yeah. I want to clear Sarah's name and my conscience. I felt it was bad. You deserve to know the truth. Mm. Okay. I would I would leave out my conscience part yeah. 
Even though it's okay. true, it yeah. feels self-serving. Got it, got I it. I want to clear Sarah's name and reputation, and you, you deserve to know the truth. There you go. Okay. Got it. And now you can send the boo pick. <laughs> pick, pick a good one. <laughs> pick, pick your oh good side. Which one's, your, which one's your favorite? Well, I like my, this is so weird. I like my right one because it's smaller. Really? I like my right one because it's bigger. Really? I like my right one because okay. it's smaller too. Wait. Wait. Guys, should I hit send? Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the boot pick, though. We're the worst. Oh, bless no. your little heart. My left wow. one kind of sags, so, so it kind of looks like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It looks like what again? It was like... Uh. <laughs> okay. I hate okay. to break up the boob talk, you yeah. guys. Keep yeah. back. Can I read it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. What are you waiting on? We're just waiting you. on you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, okay. It, he said, good to know this leaves me in a difficult spot. Not my problem. So just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why you get paid. Not, my, not my problem, boss. Have no. a good day. Um, all right, read, read back exactly what he said again. He said, good to know this leaves me in a difficult spot. And I'm very sorry for putting you in that position. There you go. That's mm. it. Yeah. Okay. Here's a boob to make you feel better. <laughs> Here's my best boob. Here's my good boob. Here's my right boob. <laughs> do you guys have one testicle that's larger than the other? Uh, one that hangs. I, all dudes, I think, have one that hangs down a little do bit. Do we really? Yeah. I don't know. How do you not know? How would you know? How do you? How would you know that? Do you not look in the mirror? And my testicles? Yes. Well, they've been attached to you for 30-something years, I've, bro. I've never, like, put a mirror down in and inspected the well, area. Well, yeah. Either ask, have I. Ask but your I mean, lady. Yeah. I'll ask her. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she she's knows. like, I'm not looking at him either. I don't, I don't, What's I funny no is, idea. I know my husband's is, but I can't think off the top of my head which one it is. But You've I know there's one that's a little like. you at yourself in the mirror naked and seeing like your, that one nerd is hanging down lo- more than in my other. life. Come on. He's just man. very I, symmetrical. I nah, I just never thought to do I don't really look at myself naked. Did you Lies. ever think when you took nah. this job, this would be a line of questioning? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. He goes, I wouldn't have yeah, taken Yeah, I was like, would you have <laughs> no. taken this job? <laughs> Yeah, I've never done it. Avery, are you still with us? I, I wouldn't am. be. Oh. <laughs> he wrote back. <sighs> he says, I have to dis- I'll have to discuss this with you this afternoon. Come see me. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, just right. I quit. Uh, no, stop. <laughs> right. Smile. You're on candid camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, impractical jokesters. We're <laughs> shooting this right now. Season 12. Y'all can yeah. do anything more current. Like, I don't know, Ashton Kutcher's going to show up at the office later today. Oh, you're you're right. <laughs> um, Okay. So. Look, you opened up the door for him. I mean, I think he's handling it like a boss should. This should be a face-to-face. Respond back and say, will do. That you're, okay. you, you, just say, will do, that you will show up, you will come to his office just whenever. Re- no, respond back, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I decline. Good. Not interested. Sorry, I'm busy. Um, and don't be surprised okay. if you walk into that room and there's HR with you there also, oh, yeah. which means you're getting fired. Well, he has to, I feel like. <laughs> he, the boss has a decision. He's either going to just be like, all right, this... But if you, you're doing it to clear her name, that's where it's really difficult. Because now to clear mm-hmm. your friend's name, he's got to tell HR and tell people, which means he's put in the position of probably going to have to let you go. Yeah. Okay. So do you think I should say, you know, when we're face to face, like I basically try to say that she, you know, she jumped in and like offered up the information before I knew what she was doing. So that kind of clears my name, right? Like I didn't. She just volunteered. Just yeah, the I, think, I think at this point, you're just 100 percent honest with him in that that room. I just tell him exactly what happened. Let him make his boss decision. 
your goal here was to be honest with him. So you have been that. Go in there. Mm-hmm. Don't hold anything back. And then let him decide. I mean, you've already okay. got the ball rolling, so you mm-hmm. can't really. Clearly, it's the left ball and not the right ball. Uh, you've already got it rolling, so just yeah, be honest with him at this point. Okay. Yeah. When, when okay. in doubt, just flash a boob. You'll be good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not if HR's in there. Then let us know Monday how it went, okay? We'll call you back. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Hey, good luck today. today. Good job. Proud of you for doing okay. the right thing. Thanks, everyone. Keep God your speak. chin up and your boobs down. <laughs> <laughs> the Bird Show. Intern Haley, while we're here, you can't walk into the studio with a pickle slut t-shirt on <laughs> and not give us the history behind the shirt before we get into um, the meat of you breaking into your grandfather's car. So it's funny because um, I'm quite I'm quite the opposite of a pickle slut, really. I've been in a relationship for almost two and a half years. Wait, what is the opposite? She's saving her pickles for marriage. <laughs> no, I, I hate pickles. Pickles so much. It's my biggest fear. Um, like you hate them, like you just detest the taste of them, or you actually I, have a like legitimate I, fear? Like I'm actually starting to feel anxious right now talking about it. Do you, can we trace back where your fear yeah, comes so, from? Well, it was at Jesus camp, and all bad things come from Jesus camp. <laughs> but my mom dropped me off at this camp because it was free. They just asked for donations. So I was being dropped off for a week away with my sleeping bag, a pound of ground beef as a donation, and a dream. And so, <laughs> what, what was the dream? So the dream was maybe I'll make friends. I don't know. I didn't have many friends when I was younger, but... It's, I'm starting to put that together. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Welcome to the bird show. Yeah. And yet you guys can't get enough of me. So. Hey, you walked in here. We didn't invite you. Um, but there was like a little snack shack and all of my friends got like a pickle on a stick from the snack area, you know, in between meals. And I was like, man, I want to like pickles so bad. So I'm just going to force myself to like a pickle. So I get a pickle from the snack shack. I take one bite, and then I am dry heaving by the creek <laughs> that we all swim in for the next hour. I'm just on my knees gagging. And it was such a terrible experience that I was like, I don't even want to look at another pickle ever again. Ew. If this isn't a life lesson for everybody listening, it's like stop forcing yourself to be something you're not to make friends. Yeah. Be true to yourself. Be a pickle prude, not a pickle slut. <laughs> Is a food phobia a real thing? Like, I know oh, there yeah. are some oh, foods you don't so. like, but I mean, a legit pho- phobia? Like, if I put a pickle right here, oh, you would I, legit freak out. I would look, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to look in your direction, honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, wow. I am obsessed with the show The Challenge, and everybody knows Jemmy on The Challenge has a fear of ketchup. A legit fear. A legit fear. Not, that, I just don't like ketchup. No. I don't like the way it tastes. A fear of Her ex-boyfriend, he was drunk and he was being mean, and he squirted ketchup on her, and she lost her ass. <laughs> like, she was shaking, and she was crying, and she was freaking out. And she's like, you know how I feel about ketchup! <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's a thing. Pickles could be used as a weapon against me. <laughs> sure. if, if we want to put intern Haley, like, in a room full of pickles, I have a direct line. Oh my, my brother lives in Mount Olive, North Carolina. <laughs> Home of Mount Olive Pickles. <laughs> they brought me a big assortment pack for Christmas of pickles. I don't even like pickles. God, the tentacles got, of his contacts. He got a pickle plug. <laughs> but we can get, they make, I bet, 30 different kinds of pickles. And we can put them all around. Tommy, I'm getting hot flashes right now. This is not good. It's not traumatizing the interns. Yeah. Is there anybody listening right now that also has a food phobia? Not something that you dislike, but if you see a piece of cauliflower, it freaks you out. 
or a tomato, like you say. Like, it's more than not liking it. Like, I don't like goat cheese, but if it's in front of me, I'm not going to go, ah, goat cheese! <laughs> goat cheese, get it out of here! So, I mean, it is a phobia for all food, though. It's sebophobia, and then the fear of pickles specifically has a name as well. It's tubari phobia. Tubari. I need to learn that. Tubari phobia? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that people could be just legitimately fearful of a food. I'm going to get that word either. tattooed on yeah. me. Now you need a shirt that says tubari phobia slut. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. If I had a phobia, it would be Goldschlager more than anything else. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that one hurt quite a bit. Okay, so now let's move on. Uh, yes. You stole your grandfather's car? <laughs> I did. Um, so he lives up in Talking Rock, Georgia, little town, and... Um, he goes to Hawaii every year for like around Thanksgiving to the middle of January. So it's about two months that he's in Hawaii every year. He lives alone. He's, you know, I make I make it a point to go see him once a week for dinner. Um, and we had family come into town this past Christmas and they wanted to take a little weekend trip up to Helen, Georgia for, you know, if you don't know, it's like this little Germanish Alpine village. Very cute to visit. And they wanted to go, but we didn't have enough cars to let them borrow one of our cars to go up. So I said, well, my grandfather's out of town. Like, why don't we borrow his car? Like, I'll call him up and ask because he always says, anything you need when I'm out of town, if you need a place to stay, just go. So I call him. I couldn't get a hold of him. He has terrible service where he's staying. And I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. So my mom and I, she's under the impression that this is all approved and taken care of. I'm like, yeah, he said yes, for sure. <laughs> so we make a day of it. We go up to Talking Rock and we have dinner at my favorite restaurant up there that he goes to every day. And it's about 20 minutes into the dinner when I realized I don't have the key to his house because we needed his house key to get in to get the extra set of car keys to take the car. So it was about 20 minutes in, I realized I don't have the house key. And we are 60 miles away. And so I am thinking of ways, I'm like, how do I tell her that we just drove 60 miles and I don't even have the house key to get in? (laughs) And not only that, but my stepdad couldn't even bring the house key to us because I had my car keys with me. So I had the wrong set of keys. He couldn't even bring the house keys to me. So we said... Let's see if a neighbor has a key or like, let's still go and see if there's any other way to get into this house. So we're going around back of the house and we notice there's a window cracked open, like under the basement, like in that really creepy crawl area. No one wants to go. And then we hear these dogs barking and like charging towards us and growling. And we're like, this is just one sign after another that we should not take this car. But I was like, you know, we need to get in. We need to get these house keys, get the car and go. And I'm sure he'll say yes when I can get a hold of him. I know for a fact he will. <laughs> I'm the beneficiary of his life insurance, all mm-hmm. right? He'll let me borrow sure. his car. Um, so I tried to get the window open, but it's been set in this place for like 100 million years. Like this window was not going to open even though it was already cracked. So I get my hands under the window and I try to lift and I try to lift and that's not working. So I turn around and I put my back to the window and I kind of try and lift with my hands behind my back up because I just thought I'd have more force mm-hmm. that way. Um, and I did, and the window opened, um, but at the same time, my shoulder <laughs> slams into the window frame, and I start screaming. I'm in excruciating pain. Neighbors start turning lights on in the houses, and I'm like, oh, we got we to gotta go. So I just fall into the basement through this window. My shoulder's probably shattered, I'm sure, at this point. I go up, I get the car keys. We get the car, we start driving out, and then we're on the road about a mile away from his house driving home, and we see just a bunch of police cars, like, <laughs> kind of, like, going past us very quickly, and I'm like, I'm sure that's not for us. Like, there's no way, but I wasn't going to stick around to find out, so we we go, and eventually I get a hold of him the next day, and I'm like, hey, can we borrow your car? 
It's like, yeah, sure, go right ahead. You know, you have the house key. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can do it, no problem. We had already had the car for over 24 <laughs> hours. At that point. But you had predicted right, though. I did. I yeah. knew it was going to be yeah. fine. I knew it was going to be fine. Outside the felony, no problem here. No problem. No foul at all. I had my arm in a sling for like a week. I couldn't lift my arm because of how bad my shoulder was. The Bird Show.